revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving a ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited. This is a special goal-setting episode, so Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yes, so we're going to talk about goals, um, specifically church goals. And this doesn't have to be just for pastors, this episode. We really want to encourage members as well to be um, involved in in conversations with your pastor around church goals, because you have ideas too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goal setting from a personal standpoint is a big deal to me. Uh, I love setting goals. I love this time of year. Um, It's an opportunity to be reflective of, of the year that has just concluded. Uh, and also to to try to be more visionary about the the year yet to come. So uh, yeah, it's a great time of year to be thinking about goals and to to be grateful for things that you've accomplished and things that you've seen happen. Um, but always be intentional about looking looking to that next thing. Perfect. So when talking about church goals, why don't you give a quick recap then of some of the goals that you set for Trinity in twenty nineteen. Yeah, so in 2019, the goal setting became a little bit different. Um, we've been on a journey, uh, the church has been growing, and one of the things I found was that I've set goals every year, and this last year, let's see, I'm concluding uh, end of year, almost the end of year four. I've got six more months, to be four years here. So the first couple of years that we were here, it, goal setting was kind of this whiteboard thing that we just, I, I kind of sat down and said, okay, what do we want to do? What do we need to do? And it was really more of a solo operation. And then I kind of sketched out some areas and then got specific feedback and ideas and all that kind of stuff into it. This year was different because for the probably the first time in a big way, um, the goals could not wait until the new year to begin being made. Um, people, uh, things were going and churning and there's a, there's a perpetuation of, uh, energy that, that you can't just start and stop, you know, when it's just you sitting down, coming up with goals out of the blue, like there were groups already looking to next year. There were, uh, programs already looking to next year. There were all kinds of things already looking that way. So this was the year that I really learned to adapt where I started the year with a 
more goals than than normal, and then we kind of filled in some blanks, but it just didn't wait till the new year, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, so we covered a number of areas. Um, I, I guess I kind of have a working science on goal setting for churches. Um, <clears throat> we always look at uh, ways to grow, uh, and then you can fill in the blank. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I always set worship attendance goals uh, every year. I want to grow by X amount in our worship attendance. And some years we hit it and some years we haven't. Um, uh, then, you know, what kind of other measurable goals? Uh, we were talking off air about SMART goals. And I don't specifically like sit down and make sure it hits all of them. But why don't you explain to the audience what SMART goals are and kind of how they can work into this? Yeah, so SMART goals are great for personal or for business. Um, and what SMART stands for is S is specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, R is relevant, and T is time-based. So you want to make sure your goals are relevant. They're something that you can actually do. You're not just, you know, setting a goal that's, you know, years down the road. They're time-based, so you want to mark it off by a certain time. And that may just be by the end of the year, but um, some of them it's good to have, you know, a time associated with it so it happens quicker or you're working on it measurable, um, attainable, and specific. You want to be really specific with your goals. Yeah, and, and, and all of those are really helpful. I, I know about SMART goals and don't necessarily sit down and do that, but, but they very much, the goals that we set, fit into that. Um, it's important also to understand who you are and, you know, to be realistic. And in, in, like you said, in goal setting, um, for example, the worship attendance, that's an easy one a lot of people like to try to set, I'm sure. Um, you know, I, I kind of work off of a 10% goal. Uh, that's kind of something that arbitrarily our conference has, has sort of said that churches should try to grow 10% uh, in worship attendance. Um, we've done that three out of four years, 10% or more. Wow. Um, last year we didn't. So last year we, we, we grew by about 6%. In 2018. Um, right. In, 20, okay. in 2018. Yes. Correct. Yeah. In 2019, we're going to be probably 11%. But, awesome. but for churches, that 10%, I like it for a number of reasons. One big one is for smaller churches, 10% is very reasonable. If you're a church that averages 60 people in worship, you're talking about increasing by an average of six. Yeah. You know, now, large, the, and, and frankly, the larger you become, the more difficult it is. You know, if, when we were averaging, um, I think in the 50s and 60s, we jumped to 89 the first year. So that was like a 18% or something yeah. uh, growth, you know, that was easier than we didn't hit the goal last year because we, we, we were um, bigger and it was harder. 10% was more people. Um, so, so if you're a smaller church, that's a really good one, but it's just understanding who you are and what's manageable um, in your setting. Another thing that has been super helpful for us as a church has been the creation of task forces. Every year you're we not create- committees. That's right. Not committees. Because you know why? Because committees never end. Task forces, we, we say this will happen for the year. Now, now some task forces have had the option that they, they can become a committee. Like our, our justice team was a task force three years ago. But they, they decided they wanted to keep um, overseeing uh, our, our various justice and, and missions uh, ministries. So they became a committee. But a task force you can recruit volunteers for it because they know for the most part, unless it's one that they just want to be a part of ongoing, 
that the task force is going to come to an end when the job is done. Committees just try to dream up work. Task forces are given tasks and they, they see them through. So, so do every you year give we a task force per goal or some goals have a task force depending on what it is? Um, how does that set up work? Yeah, that basically, yes, which is, which is a little maybe confusing, but, but you just kind of have to feel your way through it. So some goals that we have don't necessarily require the work of a small group to oversee. So the worship. What's attendance, something I mean, that we did set a goal and we had a task force associated with it? Yes, yeah, so this year, 2019 specifically, we had a couple of task forces. One was a safety, church safety task force. So we got a group of, and, and we just have an annual leadership retreat and basically said, here are the three task forces we're looking at. Whichever one piques your interest, have a seat at that table and talk about it. And the reality was, I think of our safety team, we probably had seven or eight. And then by the time the work was getting completed, we were down to about four or five. Yeah. Uh, who are actively engaged. And then that happens. Attrition happens. Um, but yeah, so our safety task force, we looked at church security um, and safety plans. And, 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 you know, we live in this terrible day and age that you have to think about active shooters and things like this in, in churches where they shouldn't happen, but they, they do. Um, but beyond that, even like we've written protocol. What if a tornado happens? Yeah. Um, what if whatever there are it is. policies in place so that we can educate the congregation as well as something the safety and security task force worked on as well as we talked about like a church clean out day. Like there's so many closets full of stuff that that could be a fire hazard. You know, there's stuff in there that needs to be thrown out and decluttered. And it's more than just the safety of the, I mean, that is the safety of the church. So um, yeah, the security task force was a great one this last year. Yeah, and out of that, we now have an off-duty police officer every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. You know, that was a recommendation, and we, we, we've got that. So you had to figure that into the budget and all these other things. So that was one. Another one we did was our core values task force. We wanted, I, I really wanted to cement what is our vision for ministry, what are the, the core values of our organization. And so we had a group kind of, self-select around that. Uh, and that one actually, that one turned out surprisingly wonderful because it, the group that ended up self-selecting was a very diverse group. Yes. Um, I guess, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but, but it yeah, was length of time at the church as well as age and involvement in different yeah. areas. It was a very good group. Yeah. And so we, we, we have these statements and, and we could, we could probably put those in the show notes, but we said, you know, we, we wordsmithed, you know, what's our vision for ministry, what's our purpose for ministry, um, what's our strategy for ministry, which is to say, what do we want to be? Why do we want to be it? How are we going to be that? And then what are the core values that define us? So uh, the task force did that work. We completed it late summer. Um, and it's all over the building now. It's been wonderful. So task forces have been really great because people don't, I find people don't mind being a part of something if you define how long they're going to be a part of it. And a reason for it. Specific. Yeah, a good reason for it and measurable things that they can see happening and to say, and this, this is the, the end day. This is the, the when, when you're finished. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't mind stepping up for that, but it's when they just, Join a committee that has no purpose, um, that meets for no good reason, and has no real goal or end dates for, for accomplishing anything. Yeah. So you had one of the areas that you always look at is growth for the church attendance. What's another 
that churches can kind of always look at? Yeah. So grow any, any area that you can grow in. Um, I think always look at systems and that I don't have a better way of calling it something other than systems. And that is, I'm a systems thinker. So that that's to say that in any given moment in a church, I think eight or 10 things are connected, whether you, we realize it or not, and they all feed off of each other. And so the strengthening of systems in your organization will strengthen everything. So for systems, for example, um, you've got um, uh, greeters, you know, maybe it's been a while since you, you've had a greeter training. Okay, well, let's, let's set a goal this year that we're going to recruit new greeters. And we're going to do a greeter training with them one day or, or ushers or um, acolytes or, um, you know, things like uh, we want to strengthen our, our Sunday school teachers. So let's have a, 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 an appreciation lunch. You know, things like that, but those systems where they, where they kind of work underneath the ministries, um, that, that's something I always want to look at. You know, for us also, um, it's how do we, how do we, uh, solidify better, uh, financial procedures? I always want to operate the church finance and administration end at, at an increasingly, uh, effective level because the larger your, your organization can only grow as large as the administration is capable of managing. And so long as you operate like a small church, guess what you're going to be? A small church. And that's okay if that's what you want to be. But if you don't want to be small, then you have to start operating on a larger scale. So we, we hone and refine how we handle money, how we do budgets, how we um, do money requests, all these other things. And we're doing that again um, this year. Perfect. And those can all be set, you know, as a smart goal with having, you know, a different system training a quarter. So maybe, you know, ushers are in the first quarter of the year and greeters are in the second quarter. So you can kind of set your goals that way to look at a different area um, or, you know, once or twice a year um, that you're really going to take that as well as finances. So that's great. Is there another area that churches should always be looking at? Um, I think it's always good, and, and as our ministries have grown, I've started doing this one, and that is to set goals within ongoing ministry. So you're not just starting new things, but you're you're growing and honing and, and working to perfect things that are already happening. So that's where I sit down with um, staff members one-on-one or ministry department heads, uh, if they're volunteers one-on-one, and say, you know, what are your goals for this year? So I just... For example, Sunday had we spent an hour on the phone because uh, we had family complications come up. We couldn't meet in person, um, but with our children's director. And mm-hmm. we sat and talked through a number of goals that she has for this year. Um, you know, we're going to do some redecorating in the children's wing. Uh, we're going to hire a new staff person this year. Uh, we, she really wants to have a children's Sunday where the children uh, take kind of the leadership role in the church and they do the readings and the ushering and the greeting and the whole nine yards and grown-ups help them, of course. Um, but we're going to tie that into our blessing of the backpack Sunday in August. So these things don't just happen by accident. They happen through intentional conversations. Our music director, he and I will sit down and have a conversation, um, you know, about his goals for the coming year. The whole reason, by the way, because we're recording this on Christmas Eve. And just for an example, um, the whole reason that we did our big Lessons and Carols uh, choir service three weeks ago is because we sat down and set a goal this time last year. 
we've done lessons in carols on Christmas Eve every year. And my music director said, look, I really want to move it to its own thing so we can grow it. And I said, what are we going to do on Christmas Eve? And he laughed at me and said, a Christmas Eve communion service like (laughs) everybody else. I was like, oh yeah, you can preach on Christmas Eve. I hadn't done it in three or four years since my last church. Well, we had a beautiful fire uh, service three weeks ago. Tonight, we're going to have two services. That was another goal we set was to, to add a service. Um, and so we got ambitious this year and we, we've gone from a lessons and carols, one service to now two services and the beautiful music won't be a big choir thing, but yeah, this, all of this is happening because we sat down this time last year and set goals to do things differently. That's awesome. So how many goals did you set at the beginning of 2019? Um, for the church like- or... Yeah, for church. How many were like set that you're like, listen, this is what I want to accomplish and focus on in the areas and how many were, how many do you have? Okay. So I have two, I have two lists that I work off of. One is church wide, which we set three to five. Okay. Um, me personally, because I look at things from a, a, a you know, 10,000 foot view, I'm mm-hmm. looking at things that are hard to set as a group but things that I monitor and measure throughout the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so instead of starting a new ministry, I may be saying, let's reach three to five new families this year. Let's get three okay. to five new families as part of this church. Um, you could assign that to a group, but it's kind of hard to measure. So these are, there's some things that only I look at, but I measure. And there are other things that we kind of share collectively. So three to five for the church. Me personally, I keep a big whiteboard in my office. And I probably have anywhere from 10 to 15 things that I'm looking at, but they're, they're, they're often very specific and minute. Um, but they're uh-huh. things what's that I want to measure. Like one, say again, what's a specific, like what's one of those goals that's very minute and specific. Yeah. So, so very minute and specific. Well, the, the three to five new families was one. Um, we should have recorded this before I erased, erased my whiteboard this past week. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we met them all um, three to five new families. Another one that I had this year was that I really wanted to have a scout group at the church, either a girl scout group or a boy scout. Group. Uh-huh. And we got that. Awesome. But um, that, that was one, for example, Oh, Oh, big one uh, that you and I did goal for this year, launch the live stream. Yep. So uh, that, I mean, we could, we, I guess you, we could have given that to a group, but it was kind of something that, that you really championed and, <laughs> You know, I want, and people wanted it. They're like, we could all, you know, get our hands in the pot or Molly could just like do it. And and you did a great job in our doing. Listen to the live stream episode. If you want to hear more about our live stream, I think that was right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, the goals like that, some things I look at and I'm kind of measuring behind the scenes and there's some things that, you know, we put out there collectively um, for the church and, and we'll do that again this year. One goal that we really um, didn't hit church-wide the way that I thought we would was this ongoing conversation that we have of really wanting to 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 enhance spiritual development mm-hmm. we we started like I, I wrote down as a specific goal to, to have um I think it was three new small group opportunities which I think we ended up doing like four or five um and they could be short-term you know small group studies or they could be ongoing groups we said that at the beginning of the year, a number of things, and we didn't really flesh it out mm-hmm. as much. We kind of hit or missed on that. And yeah. so 
you're a part of our increased impact group, that that's a real big focus we're going to have. So I'm pulling that goal back into 2020. Yeah. And I think now we have the foundation um, and the vision to do more specific things with that. Yeah. So you're talking three to five church-wide goals that you can maybe put task force behind and just, you know, growth opportunities, that type of thing. And, you know, 10 to specific goals. So smaller, something that, you know, can get done, accomplished if someone puts the time towards it. And what do you think is the most important thing for me when goal setting is writing it down? Like people just think, oh, I have these goals in my head, in my brain, but Write them down and share them with people. Tell them what your goals are so you're all held more accountable for it. Absolutely. Write them down. Uh, I will spend, um, I take off at some point between Christmas and New Year's and we go to visit family. And then um, Katie and I started a tradition last year. This is the second year we've done it, but I'm already calling it a tradition that we see family and do Christmas with family. Both of our families are in the same town. And then we, and they're across the state. So uh, we do that for a couple of days and then we leave the children behind with grandparents and cousins. And then the two of us will go uh, to the North Georgia mountains for like two nights, just for quiet or reflection. We're both big goal setters. We'll talk yeah. about personal goals and various things like that. But I take my journal and I write pages, um, both on personal goals and uh, church goals. So yeah, writing it down is huge. The other thing, I keep this whiteboard in my office. And I mean, I, I have little check boxes next to them and I check off goals. But if you come into my office, you can see a giant whiteboard leaning up against the wall that has a running list of goals on it. So I, I awesome. put it there so I see it, but I also put it there so anyone who visits me sees it. Yeah, that's great. So what areas, we're looking into 2020 now, what areas for Trinity Church do you want to focus on in 2020? What are some of the main overarching areas? Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about a couple of them with the spiritual growth and, and then the things that we always do in terms of um, outreach and systems and um, <clears throat> trainings and things like that. We're going to look at this year some big building goals. Okay. We are landlocked historic building, but we've got some deferred maintenance things that we just have to address. And so one of the big goals this coming year um, is going to be that I'm going to I'm going to do a financial campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a goal in mind of money that we need to raise to to really address, if we're going to be in this building for the next 50 years, we're going to have to really invest some money into it. My goal, I think, tentatively is about $50,000 that I'm going to ask okay. members to pledge uh, on top of their normal giving. So it's going to be this kind of a sacrificial giving thing, but it's it's to do a mix of things, both deferred maintenance-wise, but also to, to just spruce up the building. You know, we, we're in a building that was caught fire in 1991 and it's it was rebuilt and it's the same building for the last 30 years so to put our mark on it so so where we're going to fix cracks in the the building you know on one part of the campaign we're going to take up carpet in the fellowship hall and refinish hardwood floor so I'm trying to mix things that are um you know, not very sexy with things that are much more appealing. Like you're not going to yeah. really know that there are cracks in the building, but yeah. you are going to notice the fellowship hall floor looking to me. So that's going to be a big goal this year is organizing a financial campaign. Um, probably another one is looking to do some new launches. We've got some interest around some things that um, people want to 
start doing. Wednesday night supper, for example, is something mm-hmm. that has come up numerous times. People really want to eat together. Uh, yeah. A lot of churches who have Wednesday night suppers may laugh, and I kind of laugh because I've killed a Wednesday night supper in a church. It just started failing. <laughs> but this church actually wants to start one, so we may look at that this year. Um, and probably the, if I had to pick a third one that I really want to work on, it's organization around schedule. Okay. And that may sound silly, but um, we really have been kind of a startup. I inherited an empty church calendar when I moved here, and we've now filled it with many, many things. We've got to really sit down and not just call meetings, but actually schedule so that 18 things don't happen at one time, so that I can be a good steward of my time and church's time and volunteers' time but also so we can just do an even better job of planning. But we do a good job of it. I just want to step it up. Absolutely. And so you, you've been at different churches before, you know, pastors and pastor friends at other churches um, who may not be as far along as Trinity. What are some areas or ideas for other churches to set as goals Um, areas to look at who maybe um, are still in like a struggle phase and they're trying to figure out what direction to go. Yeah, the, you know, it, 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 it all depends. I, I, I definitely think that some area of growth is worth setting goals in. Mm-hmm. So maybe we look at it this way. What's, what's goals you can set around growth and what are some goals you can set around maintenance? Because you just yeah. assume things are going to be maintained and keep going. But, but over time, they don't or, or you're not doing as good a job as you could do or things like that. So, so maybe looking at those two sides. Um, maybe I'm just kind of off the fly here. Here's four areas. If you're a church that you might want to look at, uh, goals, uh, how can you grow? How can you better maintain what you have going? What's an administration goal that you want to have and what's a worship goal. That's awesome. So, and you could add a fifth one in there if you want to say what's a small group or, or Sunday school or spiritual development goal. But if those five areas, um, you could look at and, and just, you know, talk to your volunteers, talk to your committees, whoever, um, create a task force, you know, around a goal that you set, uh, write it down, certainly, but and start small. Um, I think building confidence with goals is good. One of the reasons yeah. that I do 10 to 15 goals personally versus the three to five as a church is it, I don't, I put easy things up there because I like checking things off a list. So, so they're measurable, but they're also not you know, it's difficult as some other things. So it's good to, it's good to check things off. It builds confidence. Absolutely. Perfect. So personally, do you have any, I know you haven't done your big goal setting retreat yet, but do you have some things you're looking forward to of goals in 2020? Yes. So my buddy, uh, Jay Hansen, uh, is a wonderful guy, chapel uh, in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, he's also the director for congregational development in our South Georgia annual conference. Jay is a big mentor and buddy of mine who's a big goal setter too. Um, and he, t- he says that there's six areas that we should all sit down and set goals in personally every year. And the, I've used these six areas for the last couple of years and, and just keep coming back to new goals. So the first area is what are spiritual goals you can set this year? How can you grow spiritually? Second goal is uh, area is physical goals. What physically can you do um, to be healthier, to be fitter, whatever it may be? Three is mental goals. What are some things, ways you can grow mentally? For me, that's pretty much going to be just keep surviving my doctoral program. <laughs> I'm doing enough reading and mental exercise in that one. 
Uh, four, what are relational goals? How can you grow in healthier relationships in your life? Five, what are domestic goals? What are some things in your home, in your family, uh, around the house, whatever it may be, that you can have a healthier home? And then six, which we've spent most of our time talking about, what are professional? So if you're if you're not leading a church, that sixth one is important too. What are some ways you can grow in your profession? What's a conference you want to go to? What's uh what are some ways that you want to to step up your game professionally? So I use those six areas um, every year now. I've used them for the last couple of years, and, and they've been really helpful. That's really great. I haven't heard of that before, and I was like scribbling notes as you we were talking. Um, I've started my goal setting. I use a tool called Power Sheets, and um, it helps you uncover the why of your goals. Um, so you really have like purpose behind why you're setting these specific goals. And I'm realizing I. I hit, I think, all of those in my power sheets goals that I've already been setting. I'm also trying to do a little fun um, 20 goals in 2020, and those are partially silly as well. Like, I want to cook with real ginger. Um, I've only mm. used ground ginger in my entire life, and it's a goal in 2020. I'm going to cook with real ginger. It's also easy. My meal tomorrow for Christmas dinner has ginger in it, but I purposely held off because of 2020 try the real ginger. I also want to run a 10K. Um, I tried a 5K last year. It didn't go great. Um, but you know, better, I'm in better shape than I was last year. So a 10K in 2020. I also want to master stick shift driving. My husband's been trying to teach me how to drive um, a stick shift. And I just put up a lot of walls and not wanting to do it. But in 2020, I master it and maybe take it out for a solo at some point. So um, those are just some of my fun 20 and 20, um, which I encourage you to just sit and like play. I don't even have all 20 yet. I only have 15, 20 is a lot. So um, I'm trying to keep some simple ones in there as well. Um, but that's great. The six areas and then maybe just set some fun goals or set it as a family. That would be so fun. What are some fun family goals of just things you want to check off? Like maybe a picnic in the park um, or, you know, something like that, you know, volunteer together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, I, I, my wife, uh, Katie's big in power sheets. You yes, both are her and I are power sheet partners. We meet quarterly to talk about our goals and catch up. Yes. And, and it's really fun. I never, it just sounds maybe hokey, but I never realized how much fun it would be to have some time set aside for us. It's, it's at the end of the year, beginning of the new year to sit down with your partner and to, to, it's not that you can set goals together, but it's to share your personal goals. Yeah. So in other words, how can you set goals as a team and then how can you support one another? Because when you hear your partner's goals, then how can I help you be the best version of you that help you reach these goals kind of things? So Absolutely. We'll, we'll spend an entire day um, writing and talking and it, it, it's just funny, um, you know, how, how we have just come to love this. Yeah, absolutely. And we encourage all of you, um, whether it be church goals specific or personal goals, I hope this episode has helped give you some great things to think on and you have time to set goals. This will come out. This podcast episode will come out on new year's day. I believe is a Wednesday and but there's nothing magic about November or sorry, November 1st. That was our last night. January 1st. There's nothing magic about January 1st. You can start goal setting at any time. Um, you know, use this month in January to, 
settle down from the holidays and relax and use that time to think. Um, so maybe your Jan 1st is Jan February 1st or January 15th. So really take some time and write down your goals, write them down. And make sure, probably the only thing I would add to that is make sure that, that they're born out of gratitude. So oh, whatever yes. you're looking ahead to do, spend time reflecting on how grateful you are for everything you have, everything that's happened this year. That's that, I mean, that's kind of the transition for, um, uh, for us with the new year is, is it, 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 it's born out of gratitude that we're so happy that this year, the good, bad, and in between, that, that, that you are who you are today because you've gone through this year. And then out of that, how can you imagine um, what the new year could bring? Absolutely. Please, um, and please, and thank you for listening today, but please leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Um, and we hope you have a wonderful 2020. We're so excited for Faith Revisited in 2020 and potential interviews we're lining up. And um, we hope to really, um, you know, enrich your 2020. Happy New Year. We can't wait to spend the next year with you.